0: When do you like to tune in to give yourself some leeway? Do you like to listen while you make your morning cup of coffee? While you're driving to work? Maybe when you head out for a walk? Or do you like to listen to me as you wind down after a long day's work? Seriously, I'm really curious now. I would really like to hear your feedback on this. I am seriously getting curious about this. You can reach out to me on Instagram at eugene.leeway. email me eugene at leeway.ie or you can book in a call if you want to have a chat with me at giveyourselfsomeleeway.com. I am really curious and I don't know why I started off this episode on such a mini tangent but welcome to episode 36 of give yourself some leeway with me your host Eugene Lee. Today I want to share with you a conversation that I had with Barry Cryan of do more better.ie and Barry shares his personal experience with stress anxiety and chronic fatigue while he was working and how that led him on a journey of learning more about productivity and how to prioritize his time to get the most out of his day and how he's now helping others get super productive with their time and prioritize what is most important to them so i really hope you enjoy today's episode with barry cry All right, Barry, it's great to have you on the show. And one thing that I always like to start with, with coaches especially, is that we all tend to follow a similar pattern, that we tend to hit a rock bottom or a turning point. And it's from this that we start a journey of self-recovery, growth and development. And somewhere along that journey, we want to serve others. And we get this spark, this vision that brings us into coaching. So what was that like for you?
1: I suppose I'm going back probably about ten years ago now, and uh, you know I was you know out of college like I was working on my first probably proper job like uh, out of college and uh, full of enthusiasm, kind of saying yes to everything, uh, wanted to to kind of make an impression, wanted to kind of do a good job and being seen as somebody that does a good job and uh, um I was probably I was probably about maybe three years into into that role. First, of all I was college, as I say, and it kind of started to kind of develop, kind of flu-like symptoms. Started as maybe a cold, a flu, and just kind of stayed with me. Like it was a strange one. Like I kind of rested up for a few days, kind of got going again, and actually it kind of snowballed, kind of through the weeks and months, and kind of stayed with me and started to get worse. And I started maybe to develop other symptoms. Um, I got to a point where I kind of, my memory started to deteriorate quite badly. um, You know, couldn't even remember, like, I'd be halfway through a conversation, like, with somebody at work, and I wouldn't literally remember what we were talking about at the start of the conversation. It was embarrassing. And, like, it'd be the same at home as well. Like, could be having a conversation with someone at home, or, or, and like, I literally would not even remember what we had started talking about. So, I, I was trying to fudge people off, bob people off, and stuff like that. And, like, you know, I talk about productivity and all this kind of stuff, but like I was probably at that point like um getting about one day's work done in, in every five, like, you know, and um like performance was was terrible. But the problem was I suppose I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Well my performance was bad, I wasn't doing my job, um uh like I still had to pay um my mortgage, family to support, like I had um was going around the country trying to find exactly what was wrong with me. Like I, I remember sitting down with one particular consultant and, it, you know, he asked me a few things before I came to him and I wrote them out on I a list of over 25 different symptoms. Like, you know, some doctors I was going to and stuff and they were probably thinking to themselves, like, you know, this guy's making it up or it's in his head or something like this. And like, like probably the worst symptoms really was the fatigue, really bad chronic fatigue. And, you know, brain fog and and like short-term memory like was close to zero you know shocking like and um, it was kind of uh it got to a point where like I wasn't really functioning properly at all I was trying to get by like I used to have ha- have numerous mini naps during the day just to try and get through the day when I get home again from the work I'd be the same thing it'd be straight to bed and to bed for you know half an hour 40 minutes to try and recover to get me through the next couple hours and that was constant day in day out Like I was I was going down a journey of kind of, you know, uh, you know, doctors, consultants, alternative treatments. And I couldn't really find what actually was happening, you know, but I knew I just had to turn it around because I've seen people that actually stopped working to try and recover or maybe get better or whatever. And and they never actually came back. And uh, that's what I was worried about. I was worried that I would stop. And then actually want not keep going so i tried to kind of muddle through as best i could while i was trying to con- kind of continue to continue to seek answers and i actually came across a newspaper article of a woman that kind of looked like she had similar symptoms to me so um i looked her up and I was managed to get in contact and uh, lo and behold she was actually getting treatment in a specialist uh center for, for lyme disease in the czech republic and she sent me a black blood test that it's kind of in ireland it's funny that they're 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 not really, um, they don't have really very many specialists in Lyme disease in Ireland. And the, the test for it in Ireland is very, very inaccurate. Unless you could, within a small window of, of of getting Lyme disease, unless you're tested within like a couple of weeks of that, either a couple of weeks either side, you know, you lose that, the, 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 like 95 plus percent of the accuracy of the test. So while I was tested first, I, I was negative and it was long story short got the blood test. Tested positive, ended up going back there for a month of treatment, and um, you know over over a period of years started to recover and get better. Now it took a couple of years, but I suppose because long story short, this is the start of my journey. What I what what I realized during that time when I was sick is that I needed to do something different. Like the way I was working, even if I never got sick, it wasn't really sustainable. Like you know people. Like Lyme disease and other things, like it's 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 a kind of an autoimmune. It affects your immune system. It's an autoimmune type of disease, and it can still lie dormant. It's where you get bit by a tick and it stays in the system. It, some people develop a rash and get sick immediately. Some people then never get sick from it. But what happened with me is I probably got bit with one years and years ago, lie dormant in the system, and just the solid stress and the pressure and the way I worked triggered it and led to that autoimmune response, which which led to that, all those symptoms that we talked about there. And it was all because of the way it worked. And when I started, during that time when I was sick, I suppose, started thinking about this stuff. I knew there had to be a better way because really ultimately out there right now, we see people like that work and do this stuff almost effortlessly. People that run multi-billion dollar companies and still find time, like Richard Branson's example, I always give. He runs multi-billion dollar companies and he's, he's, uh, you know, kite surfing, he's, you know, parasailing, he's, he's taking flights to to space. He's like, he's, he has the balance. Like, and, you know, some people might say, oh, that's because he can afford to employ this, this person or that person or, you know, you know, massive management teams. But at the end of the day, these people, the people that do it best, they use specific systems to help them do it. And I knew there was a better way. So I started researching. I went around a big rabbit hole of books, YouTube, kind of training courses, and and it kind of snowballed from there really into, into um into kind of um like uh you know seminars, workshops, um you know into kind of uh, what I'm doing now, masterminds. I'm into ma- and I'm still you know still learning, uh, uh still growing, and and I suppose what I done was I that kind of. Low point where I realized that you know I was serving nobody. Uh, I wasn't serving myself. I wasn't serving my family. I wasn't serving the people I was working for. Um, really, that I had two options. Like one was was to ultimately that maybe lose my job or walk away myself to try and continue my recovery, or number two was to try and find a better way. And I actually got a Kindle. I think that Christmas before, and so I started going down this big rabbit hole of the Kindle. And what I realized really was. Uh, there was a better way using there 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 is a better way of working and you know when i talk kind of talked about getting one days work done in uh, in five because of what i learned during that journey i was actually able to reverse the tables and i was getting one like five days work done in one as as opposed to vice versa and i kind of talked to myself you know there's something in this like there like i often see the example of you know when we go to school and college, we're trained within an inch of our life, like on, you know, this, that and that, or everything like. But nobody, you know, even when we go to the workplace, we're trained on SLPs, you know, all this sort of stuff. Nobody actually shows you how to do, how to do your job efficiently. You know, that doesn't have a knock, impact, knock on impact on your family, on your health, on your stress, you know, on your performance. How do you perform efficiently at work? And how do you optimize your project to do that in the most efficient way so you can perform and, you know, be it, you know, you're a nine-to-five professional or you're running your own business, you know, you can extract the maximum from the hours you've put in. Um, and, you know, when I looked around the office that time, like everybody was doing something different, even the best performers, even, you know, management and everything else were using, some of them were using sticky notes, some of them were using scraps of paper, notebooks, and uh, like everyone was doing something different, but there was no proper efficient way of working where people like were sat down and shown, like, this is, there is a better way. And and this is what you need to do a bit like what we do in school. And when we're trained on SAPs and all the other stuff, like there is a better way. And I suppose this is what started me on this journey to, to make sure that other people don't have to go through what I got through. So I learned an awful lot from the journey I went on and I don't want other people to have to spend 10 years going on that journey and hitting those low points to end up where I am now. Like, you know, I often say, you you know, you read a book, you take a course, or you talk to somebody, you can, you can take 20, 30, 50 years of experience and condense it down to days, weeks, or months, like 50, you know, 40, 50 years. And that's what I want to do for people really is to condense my learning. I'm like, I haven't, you know, Reinvented the wheel. I've taken what the best in the world do. I've refined it. I've modelled it. I've optimised it. I've I've battle tested it myself. And now I basically help other people um, out there to 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 basically, you know, in a nutshell, work in a state of high performance productivity, so that they can achieve their goals, their dreams, without costing their health, their family, or even their business. You know.
0: Yeah, that that that's really good, Barry. Uh, I think one thing that you did really touch on very well there was that stress and burnout affects your physical health as well that uh, as you said lyme disease is an autoimmune condition and it could have been lying dormant for years unknowingly and it's just when you've got to a point where your stress probably brought on a state of uh, of suppressed immunity yeah it kicked in and, and started taking effect because a lot of those symptoms yeah. that you were describing are some symptoms that people would experience if they're feeling stressed or anxious or even burnt out. Exactly. But the fact that you had that underlying condition as well just exacerbated those issues.
1: It did, it did, yeah. And, you know, most people wait until they get to that point before doing something about it. But I suppose the point, the you know, more than yourself, we're trying to get out to people now is, you know, that it will happen if you continue to to go down this route. Uh, you know, why not short circuit the process and prevent all that pain, and be proactive and almost stop, you know, and change before we ever get to that. So that's what I suppose that's the message I'm trying to get out to people now to show them that there is a better way to, to set up their systems to optimize their day, so they, they don't end up having to go down that route. And
0: so when you uh, brought this system together. Uh, when you brought brought the best the the tools of the best people, how do you put that together? Do you have a, a particular system or program that you want people to follow in in order to uh implement these tools into their day to day life?
1: Yeah, so basically what I done originally is like I just start taking little pieces from from people out there that that do best, you know, little nuggets here and there that I learn from them trainings courses, workshops, what you know, books. And I just started battle testing them. And what I found was that I was able to actually optimize uh, my system. Um and when I seen the results that was happening for me, I basically started helping friends and family. Um I, I I it was kind of very loose, you know, it was it was what I was using, but it wasn't documented. It wasn't a kind of set specific system. But when well, I was using Worked and I seen it worked and people started asking me like what I was doing, how was I doing it? So I started reaching out to helping friends and family and like, you know, people, work colleagues and that kind of stuff. And I seen that they started to get results as well. So I started actually documenting how I was doing it. So, um, uh, and again, this has evolved as well. Originally, um, I put together like a digital program. The program was called Elite Productivity, And it's basically uh, uh, based on what we call my maximum performance panel system uh, and my pro- four-hour productivity formula, so um, like I've, I've 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 a system that we go through uh, with people uh, as part of the elite productivity program, uh, and that was all documented and that tested through our digital programs. Uh, through I ran you know two years of, of free masterclasses, um, literally bringing people through this stuff, um, getting people results. Seeing how it works for people, getting people's feedback, re-optimizing once again, uh, and and actually just battle testing that time and time again with people. And um, so what I have now is is I have a coaching program because that's ultimately what gets people the best results. Uh, so I take I took my lead productivity program and I developed uh, my framework uh, based around my 10x Performance panel system, um, and I and I, I implement that now through my with my coaching clients, um, uh, and like this is. we really start to see people getting results because digital programs books youtube they're all good but they ultimately don't lead to to huge results for people and the reason because of that is because number one most people that buy a program or or a do-it-yourself program or a book or watch a youtube video they don't most people never start and out of the people that start most never finish and out of the people that finish most never sustain it or implement it long term, and the reason for that is, you know, you know, people need guidance, they need accountability, they need support, and they need somebody to be there for them when they hit a roadblock, when they hit an obstacle, when they have a question, and to make it specific for their role. So, if you read a generic book or take a generic program, you, you know, it, it's it's not it's one size fits all, but that's not that's not life and that's not reality, but by having somebody there coaching you through it and walking with you step by step as you implement it, that's where we really start to get results. And that's what I'm passionate about now. And um, you know, uh it's it's uh it's 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 what I do now all the time. It's 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 just coaching people through this stuff, literally holding their hand as we walk through it and and seeing the results that people get, people from all walks of life that have had similar issues and um, that have you know various different goals. You know, some some people want to to grow their businesses, um some people that we have in just want to get more free time at home with the kids i've I, I this one um client at the moment. and like what she said to me was so so powerful. She said, she runs a really, really successful uh, uh American company in Germany, And she said, "I don't want to be looking back in twenty years' time with money in the bank and no one to share it with." And like that hit me like to the bone like that is. It's it's that's the reason why I'm so passionate about what I do now is because people ultimately, you know, find out too late that they've missed the best years of the kids' lives. That they, you know, they they've drifted through life. That they that they they they've you know cost themselves so much on along the journey getting to where they want to be, or maybe not even ever reaching that goal because of the way they worked. Not realizing that there's a better way, and just by getting some help uh along the way they could shortcut that that process and and you know live the life they want you know have that balance but live the life they want and hit their goals and hit their targets in the in, in the meantime.
0: Yeah you definitely hit a, a struggle core there where it's all about work-life balance and a, a lot of people are looking for that balance and that's the key word, where they're yeah. struggling it's to do with time management uh, be it with their personal life and with their career. And it's trying to strike that balance. I mean, it's yeah. not always going to be 50-50 because it depends where your where your core beliefs are aligned. Uh, do you want to focus more on uh, work on any given day rather and, yeah. and then maybe focus more on family than on, on another on another day? Abs-
1: absolutely, yeah. Yeah, people have this kind of view about work-life balance that it has to be perfect 50-50 every day, but it doesn't. You you could go heavy and hard one particular day. And and roll back another day. That that's the same thing. You could go heavy and hard one week, and then totally totally roll back another week. Depending on what you need to do, because yeah, we have to be realistic as well. We have we have goals, we have targets. Um, but I, just what you're saying, it's 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 having that overall balance. You know, it's not looking at today or tomorrow. It's it's the overall balance over a period of weeks, months, and, and ultimately ultimately uh, years as well.
0: So how does uh your you said the MP four H, uh your how does that system uh differ from the likes of Tim Ferris's four hour work week?
1: So yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tim Ferris's four hour work week is a kind of um you know, it's a great book by the way. That I got pulled some great nuggets from that as well. His is a kind of um work anywhere, you know, you know. Uh, do anything uh, kind of model where you can almost set up your business on autopilot to almost run itself that is kind of achievable for for people that have their own businesses but it's like very very far down the line like most of the people I deal with and most people out there right now they're not at that stage and they won't be for for quite some time and um, that's for the, the 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 small percentage of people that you know, have, have businesses up and running, they're successful, um, they're they're um they're they're growing and all they need to do now is put structures and systems in place almost to almost outsource, you know, an awful lot of their stuff um to to delegate, to to eliminate, um and, you know, to go sit in the beach somewhere with a laptop and open it every now and then for a few minutes. But you know, that's not most people. Uh you know, most people have cases of families, they're you know, they're the communities that that they, that they live in and, and that they want to remain in. Um, it's it's probably a, a separate separate niche to my own. But I've taken great nuggets from the likes of that. And and you know you mentioned you mentioned that, but you know, what we do is is different to to the four hour work week, but it's different to anything else out there as well. And I know I'm probably biased towards uh towards myself and, and our own program, but what we do is is based on leverage and time. Most people out there right now they're trying to juggle everything they need to do against the number of hours available in the day, and that's time management. But what we do isn't time management; it's, it's time leveraging, where you're focusing on the smallest actions that gives you the larger results. So when you do that, you can actually fifty to one hundred x your productivity by by doing exactly that. So you're working on smallest actions that use the, the largest results, and like that's the difference between spending an hour in your emails. Or and now are on your most important, important priority. And what we do is we, our MP4H formula, productivity formula. It's based on time leverage and principles, some of which you know we've borrowed, or modelled from you know the likes of Tim Ferris and the people that do this best out there, Tony Robbins. You know, um, you know Elon Musk is kind of very, very controversial uh, character, but he he uh, the, so the way he works, um, he is some go- really, real gold that I've mined, like it's the same, Bill, you know, some of the best mines in the world, uh, pl- plus some of the stuff that I've put together myself and actually seen work in place, optimize and refine and actually battle test. So we've pulled this together as part of our MP4 h productivity formula and we build systems around you then to allow you to, you know, we can all have systems, but it's a bit like what, you know, is it, was it, you know, Mike Tyson said, that everyone has a game plan until they get you know, punched in the face. And it's the same thing for in your work day. Like you might get punched in the face, but you will get pulled out, you'll get distracted, you get interrupted. You'll get, like every time you get interrupted or distracted, it might even be from a person. It could be an email, it could be a notification. Every time that happens to you during the, your day, you de-optimize your productivity and it can take up to 24 minutes to even regain where you were with that task to get back into that state of flow again. And so if you had, you know, the systems are one part of it, but we actually build structures around you to allow you to succeed then with this system. You know, what we do is we use our time leverage systems to, um, first of all, set up your systems, but also to reduce the time it takes to complete your tasks, to actually create time in your day, um, to structure your day in such a way as that if you are, if there is an unexpected emergency, that you can deal with it. It's not like, oh, I've everything perfectly out and all of a sudden there's this emergency and my day and my week gets thrown to bits. We give people all the tools they need to deal with everything that could potentially happen during the day and we make it specific to them. Look, another thing we go very heavy on initially is is mindset. You know, the, the big thing we always talk about in Elite Positivity is that action taker mindset. And the example I give is the, is the squirrel. So the squirrel mindset is like, you know, the squirrel, he's... He the squirrel brain. He he looks at the pole. He's up the pole. He's across the wire, and he doesn't think it. He doesn't overthink it. He doesn't. He, you know, the, if the squirrel had the human brain, he'd be looking down. He'd be wondering how high the pole was. He'd be he'd be every step would be thought out, overthought about, and he actually ended up wouldn't climbing the pole at all. Never mind getting across the wire. He'd actually probably fall in the, in the process. But the squirrel mindset means you just take action you don't overthink it, you don't procrastinate, you don't make it perfect, you don't wait for the perfect moment, like, you know, some people, when it comes to exercise, you know, the day has to be perfect, the time has to be perfect, you know, if it's too windy, it's not right, if my running shoes have to be just right, oh, I'll just fix my socks first, and it ends up never happening, and it's the same at work, like, I was talking to this one client recently, and, like, she has put off uh, for, for three for three months she told me just just two nights ago when I was talking to her in a coaching call this one particular task and it's cost her fifteen thousand. like this this one thing that she put off and like it's a simple thing it'll probably take an hour to do but she procrastinated it but I suppose what we try to do with people is 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 instill that action taker mindset that squirrel mindset where you're not overthinking it you're just doing you're just taking action because ultimately it, you could be handed the best tools in the world you could be handed everything on the plate the best systems but if you don't have that action taker mindset, you know you will never work on what you need to do. So, you know, we what we do is with the systems that we set up for people. You know, you can you capture everything that that you that you're working on during the day, during your weeks, during your months. You capture everything. We call it your second brain. So most people, um, they carry around with them like great big bags on the back, all that they need to do every day. And they carry it home with them, they carry it into the weekends, they go to sleep with it. And it's like a weight. They can't switch off in the evenings. They're overwhelmed thinking about everything they need to do. They're waking up, and that's what I used to be like. I used to wake up in the middle of the night thinking about something that I needed to do the next day and hoping I wouldn't forget it. But our system actually allows what we call the second brain. It's a plan and capture system that we give people that allows them to slot in everything that they need to do into that, and at a glance, they can see what the priorities are, uh, what they need to work on right now, tomorrow, the next day, next week, next month, and just eliminates all that mental baggage from people's minds. The other thing that we do, I suppose that that's differ, very different to everybody else, is that, and it's something that really kind of bugged me, you know, working in kind of in, in you know companies, is that, you know, the shiny object syndrome, where everybody's excited, everybody's motivated about introducing this new thing, and a couple of months later, six months later. Nobody's talking about it. It's fallen apart. They've moved on to the next shiny object. But the last module I actually bring people through is called Sustain the Gains. And it's where we give the people the tools to actually build rock solid habits within themselves and routines to enable them to sustain the gains they get from this program into the coming weeks, months, and years for the rest of their life. So it isn't just something that falls apart in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. They actually sustain and they get huge, huge results from this program. But they actually sustain it, and that's what really bugs me about, I suppose, other programs and other things out there is that, you know, there's no follow through, there is no, uh, uh, you know, long term results. There's results for a short period of time, but people kind of, you know, default back to their set point. What we do is we build systems right through, uh, including the last module, to enable them to actually sustain what they're doing going forward uh and, and and into the future as well and I suppose that's a you know kind of high level what we do and 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 how we're different as well from from maybe other stuff you'll see out there
0: yeah I love that I I think what you're kind of referring to is kind of the likes of the 12-week fitness programs where they kind of have the modules and they get you through the 12 weeks and they just want your testimonial after 12 weeks and see the results yeah, yeah. And then they yeah, don't care about you. After. Like you, you can gain twenty pounds, thirty pounds after yeah. uh, after that twelve week challenge, they don't care. Um, and
1: and, th- and you know that's exactly what happens when you see people you know, even people that have lost a lot of weight, the reason they really back is number one, they their mindset never shifted to the type of person that they wanted to be. And that's why we, we build that mindset at the start. And number two is what they were doing maybe wasn't sustainable in the first place, and they had no tools to sustain it. So they spring back to you know almost a set point or their default so yeah that's that's a, exactly exactly the the case
0: one thing you mentioned there was time leverage and just for people who don't understand the difference between time management and time leverage in like in a nutshell what is the difference between t- managing your time and leveraging it
1: so really the core difference is with time management you're you're trying to do everything your time management Within the realms of the number of hours available to you, you're trying to juggle everything. Uh, you're trying to keep everybody happy. You're trying to do it within a window of you know 24 hours. You know that's unrealistic, obviously, but within the window of the day. But with time leverage, and we don't get people to do everything. We get people to do what matters, and and that's the difference. The most successful out there, like this, is one of the big things I've taken from the, the top performers in the world today. They don't do everything. They do what matters and that's what leverage in your time is all about it's not about doing everything it's actually about doing matters and you know one of the, the one of the fundamental elements of of leverage in time is you know pre, the preacher principle like the there's 20 percent of your of of yeah there's 20 of your tasks that give you 80 percent of your results so we get people working on the 20 that'll give them the 80 percent of their uh uh results and we get them to spend 80% of their time on that 20%. They still have 20% of the time to do, you know, the other stuff. But by just focusing on that, that 20% that gives them the 80% of the results, like often cases, even if they don't get that other stuff done, the other stuff will become either insignificant or will not matter in the long run because you got that important stuff done. And most people, they're in the they're 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 working on the tasks that are urgent. Urgent, 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 but they're not necessarily working on the things that are important. So they're busy, but they're not productive. And there's a massive difference. Most of us, you know, we're busy and you know we're we're effective. We're you know a lot of people you know are out there and they're successful because they're successful they're effective and they're busy. But are they actually? Are they actually productive? No, most people aren't. Like um, it came across a stat, like recently from the U.S. Department of Labor. Like the average person is productive 31% of the time, and that's because they're not focusing on the, the, the 20% that will give them the 80% of the results. And they're not spending most of their time on that stuff. They're spending most of their time on the urgent, and the urgent could be important or the urgent might not be important. And the reason sometimes the, the the important stuff becomes urgent is because you haven't got to it soon enough and all of a sudden we're we'll fighting a deadline or there's a client, a major a major issue with a client because stuff is actually urgent at that point. But we get people as working on the important and non-urgent and spending most of their time on that. And when you work on the important and the non-urgent, when stuff doesn't become urgent, you actually, your work is better, you're more focused, there's a higher quality of your work, and actually, you end up getting your most important work done because it's not spilling over when there's a major fire uh, uh, or an emergency or whatever it is during your day. You don't have to put off that one crucial task that you need to do today. You can you can actually reschedule it to another time because you've worked on it before it came urgent. It's the same with the the urgent tasks that are not important. Those tasks like people are working on all the time. They're like what are people's priorities? Like what? The, and somebody sends you an email. Um, like we're doing a favor for somebody, and and all that stuff is fine, if you get are getting your most important work done first, and that's the key, you know, leveraging your time so you're spending most of your time on actual stuff that matters.
0: Yeah, I think one example that I'm just trying to think of different examples, and uh, let's say practical examples of uh, time management versus time leverage. And one that comes to mind when it comes to time management, it's all about to do lists and and scheduling to do lists and trying to get just tick all the boxes before the end of the day. And it's an easy way to be busy all day, but it might not be the most productive way of spending your time. For example, maybe you're running a business and you're trying to generate more leads, generate more clients and you're like, okay, I'm going to reach out to 2000 people today doesn't matter where I get them. I'll scrape lists offline and just send out this uh, copy and paste email to them rather than if you were to leverage your time and be like, okay, what can I do uh, right now? Which is a 20% that can leverage 80% of the results. And it may be sitting down and writing a more personalized copy uh, to send out to a very specific niche of people who are probably interested in your product and being very personal with that email and maybe personalizing it and actually taking the time to research where they hang out and sending out a very personal email to those people. You might only send out an email to 20 people, 50 people, but I'm pretty sure the return on, or the, the response rate from those 20 or 50 people could be a lot higher than the 2000 copy and paste and the quality of the relationship that you've just started are nurtured with those 20 to 50 people is probably a yeah. lot higher than the 2000 people that you just copy and paste it to.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I'll give you another an, an example from the Tim Ferriss book there, The 4-Hour Workweek. Like when he actually looked at the revenue streams from his clients, just like that, that prefer principle, he seemed that there was 20% of his clients that was bringing him 80% of the results. And actually the clients that weren't in that 20% cost cost them the most time, the most money, the most headaches, the most problems. So he actually ends up firing a lot of those clients and like he, that's how he, I suppose, ultimately got to that four work week where he was still getting 80% of the profit with a fraction of the work because he, of just implementing that one simple concept, like, like not all tasks are created equal. And when people have to-do lists, you know, they're 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 looking at everything they need to do, and they they won't get to it all in the day. And what happens when they don't get to it is they're carrying around that mental baggage with them in the evening at home, and when they come in the next morning, they will still see the same list there from the day before, but like, you know, it's almost like emails. It's almost like the waves of the ocean. They will to-dos tasks. They will keep coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. You will never get to the bottom of it. You'll never get to the bottom of your emails. You'll never get to the bottom of everything you need to do. And that's why in order for you to be to be properly productive and successful, you have to work on actually what matters. Work on your priorities. And if you don't get to the other stuff, then so be it.
0: I think someone asked Tim Ferriss, how many hours does he work per week? And I think he still said something like 80 or 100 hours a week. But because he enjoys the work he's doing, it's, it doesn't feel like work. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. about, even, even though he's cut back, let's say on 80% of the activities that only bring in 20% of the results, he's focusing more time on that 20% rather than just working four hours a week on that 20%. Yeah. He's more passionate and more aligned with that 20% that brings the 80% results. Yeah. So instead of spending less time, on the more productive things he actually enjoys spending more time on that 20 percent and he's exponentially more productive as a result so i think that's another aspect of it that it's not always about working less is more but it's about working more on the things that align more with you it's it's when you work on things that don't align with your core values and things that drain you, that they don't interest you, and have very little results and poor outcomes. I think it's, it's, yeah. it's when you put so much energy into input and see less outcomes that that kills your job satisfaction as well. And that's what gets you stressed, that gets you burnt out, makes you feel unproductive, makes you feel inadequate and incompetent. Uh, yeah. But when you're putting all your energy into activities that align with your core values and that fuel your passion, and it maybe helps you engage more with your colleagues, engage more with your clients. uh that um, it, it it's it's easier to to maintain that workload if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're 100 right, and like every, everyone's different. You know, there's no one size fits all. Like for for some of my clients. Their business owners and the, you know, the big targets and big goals that they want to achieve within their business. For others, it's the, that, you know, they want that level of success, but they want to do what, what it would impact on their, you know, their family or their health and whatever it is for you, that's, that's fine. But absolutely y- your sense of satisfaction is, is so much greater when you can actually work with, as you say, aligned with your, with your values. And you're, you're actually being pulled towards something that, somewhere that you want to go. Because most people they kind of drift along and they bob along and they go from day to day and week to week to month to month. And all of a sudden in a year, five years, ten years, they end up in a place where they don't want to be. And one of the one of the things that we do people when we bring them in, is we bring them through a number of clarity exercises to understand exactly where they are right now and where they actually want to be. Where do they want to end up? And what we use then is we put in specific systems in place to help them pu- which helps pull them towards those goals so they're not trying to motivate themselves they're not trying to uh you know you know they don't give up on the bad days we put things in place to actually help them pull them towards what they want thing so they have a vision and that vision is constantly pulling them there so on the bad days when they hit an obstacle when they hit a roadblock when they're feeling they've given up they look at that vision and they say this is why i'm doing it and that that pulls them through it and it, and it gives them that sense of purpose and that sense of job satisfaction that you can say, I am making a difference there, whatever it is, I am making a difference and I'm aligned with those core values that you talked about and that purpose that's kind of driving within me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Barry, if anyone is interested more in finding out about the MP4H and more about what you do, what's the best way for them to find you?
1: So you can, uh, you can get me on Instagram uh, on Facebook and um, you'll get me on uh, you know, ww.domorebetter.ie And um, if you want to find out about more of what we do inside Leap Productivity, you go to do more domorebetter.ie, I have some free resources there, I have a free video that will actually talk you through it, talk you through the process, uh, show you exactly what we do inside our program, um, how our MP4H Productivity Formula is getting people results right now. And um, uh, they're the three, three main channels that you'll, you'll find me on at the moment.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you did, could you take a moment to leave a 5-star rating on Spotify? Because it really helps to improve the rating of the show, so that it's more easily found by others who might enjoy the show just as much as you. And maybe take a moment to share with family, friends, or a loved one. Because what better way to help break the stigma around mental health than to have that conversation with those closest to us? As always, reach out to me at giveyourselfsomeleeway.com, on social media, eugene.leeway, or shoot me an email, Eugene leeway.ie, because even though Give Yourself Some Leeway is like an outlet for me, I also want to give the highest value to you, my listeners. So I really depend on your feedback. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear more about. So, until I hear from you, take care of yourself. Maybe have a glass of water, crack a smile, and think of a way to prioritise your own self-care. So, until next time, take care.